Amanda Rosani with Digital CXO, and I'm excited to be here today with Brian Hedinger. He is the Senior Product Marketing Director for Mobile at Abby. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Amanda. How are you today? Doing well. So can you talk a little bit about Abby and what the company does? Yeah, absolutely. So Abby is really a leader in intelligent document processing. So what we do every day and all day long is help customers be able to automate their processes, be able to take documents, ingest them, and and really transform what's typically a manual process uh, into an automated process, saving them time, money. Uh, it's really uh, a great thing for, for everyone involved. We're also a global company, so we have uh, offices all around the world and uh, been around for, for many years, have uh, about a thousand employees and uh you know sometimes sometimes folks like to refer to us as kind of the intel inside so we're we're in a lot of uh we have a lot of partners and we're in a lot of solutions um but sometimes maybe folks haven't heard of us but we're definitely uh, very involved in a lot of solutions and have a lot of big name customers that you've absolutely heard of awesome okay well, I know we were speaking about how everything's going online. People are expecting to have the ability to go online and do almost anything from vehicle registration to banking, to choosing insurance, shopping, you name it. But the problem, this does present a challenge for companies because how do they prove people are who they say they are? So what is your solution? That's a great question, Amanda. And and definitely you're right. Everybody wants to do things online. In fact, in my in my past, I was fortunate to be able to be involved with mobile check deposit. You know, and people thought back then we were we were crazy. Who who's gonna be able to, you know, use a mobile device and online technology to take a picture of a check and and deposit it? But after they got over the thinking that we were crazy, Ultimately, they realize the power of this and how it's a great thing for for banks and for consumers. And the same thing is happening today, but it's really kind of happening in a in an identity or um, onboarding sort of a, a situation. And it's really the the challenge right now that all businesses are trying to solve is finding that balance between having good service in a in a good experience for end users and yet providing some some security you know if we if we think about that a little bit what happens today is there's <laughs> kind of extremes often you know too stringent of a policy leads to more friction and and if there's friction in a customer experience they're going to abandon it they're not going to follow through and they're not going to be happy about it, or they're going to go to some other institution providing a better experience. So everybody wants things now, easy, online. Um, also, too lax of a, a policy can really expose, you know, people's personal information or lead to breaches, financial losses. 
it can be a huge problem. You know, there's examples of that in the news all over the place, even in customer onboarding, you know, recently with US Bank, they were fined like over $37 million by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau for employees unlawfully opening unauthorized accounts. You know, you see examples of this all the times. There's fraud victims and fines and all kinds of different things. And then the other thing that's so important is it's really difficult to acquire new customers. And it costs about five times more to acquire a new customer than it does to retain existing customers. So many institutions need a better way to onboard customers that's simple and secure. And they don't want to wait in line. I mean, all of us have, um, you know, probably been to a to a DMV or, you know, to some government agency stood in line and it's just not fun. And so you want to be able to do it in real time. And the technology exists. Maybe in years past, it wasn't mature, but now not only does the technology exist, but it's mature, Amanda, and it's available and it can be implemented easily so that customers can take advantage of it, implement it, and really be a benefit for them to reduce costs and be great for consumers to, to have a lot better experience. So can you go into detail a little bit more about that technology? And then how do businesses that are looking to enter into these digital transformation initiatives, what is their first step? What should they focus on? Those are great questions, Amanda. So first, let me start with a little bit more about the technologies, and then we'll talk about sort of next steps. So first, if we kind of take a step back and we break down all of these technologies, we can break down most of them into two main categories. The first uh, category is identity proofing, and the other category is identity affirmation. Now, what's happening today is there's big trends towards using document-centric identity proofing and identity affirmation. Now, in the market today, identity proofing is typically about proving a person's identity. And you're doing that through usually uh, maybe a, a driver's license, a, a passport, some sort of identity document. And then it's important to combine that with other biometric technology, typically facial matching. So for example, you can have technology and we have technology where you can take a picture of your uh, ID. We can extract all of the information off of that all the data and not just the simple machine readable stuff. <laughs> we can extract all the data off of it. And then we can actually do some verification to make sure it's an authentic document and, and make sure it hasn't been tampered with or isn't some, some fake. And then also take it a step further where we can simply ask the user to, to take a selfie. And by doing so, we can then compare that facial um, image to the uh, headshot on your ID document and make sure you are who you say you are so that the person applying is actually who they say they were. It would be easy for me to have, for example, your um, maybe your driver's license, Amanda, and it's probably a, a completely valid ID. But as soon as I use the facial matching, then it would be obvious I'm not you. So those are really some key components in identity proofing. But the reality is that's not enough. And as other industry analysts are, are talking about, you really need identity affirmation components. Well, what is that? Well, 
identity affirmation really allows you to do whatever else you might need. And and so let me let me first take maybe a simple example. So let's say you're maybe going through an onboarding process, signing up for a new account. And as part of that, we do some identity proofing. We have your address now, but it would be really nice to actually prove and have some further information to say, I do live where I say I live, or my address on my ID is actually the correct address. Well, through identity affirmation, you can simply ask a, a, a consumer, an end user, to take a picture of their utility bill or something else that has their address. And now we can find... So, Abby, as I mentioned, we're the leader in intelligent document processing. So being able to take a utility bill, for example, identify that it's a utility bill, extract all the data off of it, find your name, find your address, and then compare that to the information on the ID. That's really easy for us. We're, we do things like that all day long. And so so that makes it very easy for the end user because all they're doing is taking some pictures and <laughs> taking a picture of their ID or taking a picture of uh, themselves with a selfie or taking a picture of their utility bill. But the beauty, too, of the uh, identity affirmation component is that it doesn't just have to be a utility bill, man. It could be a bank statement. So maybe you need to do something to verify your income or uh, maybe you need a birth certificate or whatever document it might be. Abby has the technology and already pre-built. We call them skills to be able to process any of those documents and extract the data and be able to affirm other information that you've provided in the identity proofing process. So it's really this the the combination of these two main categories um, and that's what we're doing and and you know the reality amanda is that today in the market there are technologies available and like i said some of them are mature but they're very much um, fragmented so basically in order for you to have a solution that has identity proving and identity affirmation well, you might have to go to three, four, five, or six vendors to actually be able to accomplish each of those things. Because, you know, maybe one of the vendors, for example, all they do is um, biometrics in the facial matching component. Well, that's only one part of the solution. So it's really difficult, though, for uh, any institution to try and figure out how to work with, you know, four to six vendors and then learn all their technologies, then figure out the best way to piece all those technologies together and, and make a solution that is ideal or that is um, really a, a fully well-functioning solution. It's, it's difficult to do that. And that's what we've done uh, with, with, with our new solution here at Abbey. You know, we have a strong record for innovation. We're the leader in the intelligent document processing market, and we're helping transform customers using this technology. The other thing that you asked is, you know, how how would somebody get started? Well, that's a great question because it sometimes varies and sometimes companies don't know where to start. You know, some com companies 
they think, oh, I have maybe a certain particular initiative and they want to start there. And that might be fine. And in fact, we've helped some customers. Uh, we've actually helped some DMV customers in that way where they've had a specific initiative. Maybe it's around real IDs or maybe it's about some other initiative and we've attacked those. And that's a great way to start. Starting there can help you expand to other areas. So, for example, even though we've started in that area, now they're looking to use that same technology no matter what you might be doing at the state agency. So, for example, it doesn't matter if you're doing something with your ID or maybe you're looking for a fishing license or maybe you're doing something else. The same kind of process and the same technology can be applied very largely across all, all of that area. So, certainly, you know, I encourage folks to to if they have an area, go ahead and start with that. But the reality, I mean, is a lot of customers, they don't know where to start at all. And um, one one of the things to to keep in mind is that Abby also has, has technology to help a customer understand where to start. So you can use task mining, for example. And task mining is, is a great way to see how your staff is actually interacting and how they're doing manual processes and maybe ways that you can improve um, their experience and and improve uh, really what they're doing and and maybe move them to to more important kind of roles. Uh, But there's also process mining. And what, what is so amazing with process mining is that I've seen it time and time again where an institution thinks, oh, you know, we know where our bottlenecks are and we, we know where our problems are. And I mean, it's great that they that they say that, but but most of the time when they go through an exercise using process mining and really digging into how their whole processes work and their whole ecosystem, it always identifies things that they didn't know. It finds bottlenecks that they didn't realize were happening. And, and so I really encourage your listeners, Amanda, to, to think about um, task mining and process mining because it, it eliminates the guesswork. <laughs> you know, in, instead of, you know, you having to, to talk to your team and trying to say, oh, well, these are what we think are our top initiatives or this is what we think should be done. It actually shows you proof <laughs> this is these are really the areas where you should focus and and then from there you know you can make some business decisions and actually try to try to move forward but but it's much better to to know <laughs> and to really have proof and evidence of of how things are working and once you know then it's easier to make decisions on how to move forward does uh-huh. it, does that make sense amanda Absolutely. Not just jumping forward without any clear understanding of the company and the needs. And exactly. Yeah. Total sense. So you mentioned earlier when we were talking that Gartner predicts by 2023, 85% of organizations will use document centric identity proofing as part of their onboarding workflows. Do you think that this will increase over time? It's a great question, Amanda. It's funny how over time things work out and how now we can look back on on different things that have happened in the world. You know, 20 probably 20 years ago, 
if you would have asked people about online banking, you know, they 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 would have thought, no, you know, we'll 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 never do that. Um, and now most everyone can imagine um not doing online banking or or having the internet to be able to help. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. I mentioned the check example before as well as and I can remember a lot of people thought myself and some of my colleagues were crazy you know we're not we'll never be able to do mobile check deposit um and and now it's just sort of standard you know we we almost can't live without it i i I think that document-centric identity proofing and affirmation is is probably falling into those same kind of categories it's something that if you look at the past it's been a challenge, or maybe it's been seen as a friction point because it's difficult to take in this ID and manually try to figure out, well, how do I extract all the data and can I do that without any errors? Is this actually a valid, um, authentic document? Well, well, whoever's manually going to figure that out, they have to know all the security features of that particular ID variant. And it's just a very difficult process. And and so I think if you you think about um, using documents in the past, it was difficult because the technology wasn't available to make it easy. And so it was a friction point in the process that everybody wanted to avoid. Well, now we're in a different situation. We have the technology to make it easy not only for for institutions that want to use this technology, but now for a consumer, all they have to do is take their mobile device, take a picture of their ID, or take a picture of their utility bill document, or whatever other document it might be. So I think it's that end user experience and the ease of doing all that that has really um, driven and is driving the increase in this and and it, it we'll definitely see it increase and it will be the norm um in yeah. in years to come consumer yeah. expectations especially as more and more goes remote and uh post pandemic just the user experience expectations are growing so you're right amanda and one of the other things that I, that I just thought about too is that users also expect to be involved in the process. So for example, there are some use cases where maybe you you put your name somewhere and they do a bunch of lookups, but it almost as an end user, you know, they come back with these weird questions and whatever, and it, it almost feels like this strange, scary magic almost, like what the heck is going on in the background? And I'm not really involved in that. How did you come up with this? And it and it's not a great user experience. Whereas if you in your hand, you have your ID, you know, that's a good document, you're taking a picture of it, you're presenting it, you know, and then you're asked maybe for a utility or bill something, you're involved. So you're engaged, and you're helping and you feel confident in what you're providing. And that leaves you with a good feeling rather than like, huh, how the heck did did that work? You know, that that was weird. <laughs> so anyway, that that's a part of it too. Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights today. And I look forward to speaking to you more in the future about this. Amanda, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You and your listeners time. If you have any other questions, feel free, 
feel free to visit abby.com. It's Abby with two Y's to learn more about us. You can sign up for a demo or register for a webinar, but we really appreciate your time and your listeners' time. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you.